Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. What's up, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans? This is Alan Bishop of If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. You may know me better as Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest, but if you're at all interested in the 14, high strangeness, the paranormal, and the unexplained, then you should tune into my new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Available now wherever you get your podcast, including Spotify, Google Podcast and Amazon. Scotchy Bourbon Boys. This is season five. We've kicked off season five here in Kentucky. And and you're only the second person to be on season five, Eric. High five! September! And so it's excellent. Uh, always starting a new season. The first couple episodes are exciting, but uh, we've been Especially for the last three years starting them down. In, you know, starting season five in Kentucky with leading up to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Yeah. But thank you so much for uh, having us down here. I mean, Aaron, uh, you've been a friend of the podcast for a while now, and yes. it's great to follow Absolutely. your career. And we're happy, happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to have you. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Been a long time coming. Been wanting to get down here for over a year now. Well, you're welcome to be here and in Owensboro, in our great city, anytime. Yes, yeah. thank you. So, I mean, right off the bat, talk about Owensboro. What's that like? Being in, you know, you're you're not quite. It's you're still it's it's Kentucky, but it's actually another time zone, right? Yeah, yeah. So Central Time, uh, which actually is really great. Uh, I'm a fan. Um, so Owensboro, you know, it's, it's a country town um, for the most part, uh, still the fourth uh, biggest city in uh, the state of Kentucky. Um, pretty much everything you could want is in this town. Um, concerts every weekend, uh, nothing but food festivals, the hundred food trucks. Um, and, um, you know, this is one thing they love a lot is the barbecue. So there's constantly 
um, food, music, and a lot of bourbon. Yeah. All right. Well, there's always a lot. Better. When, we, when we've had you on in the past, there's a lot of people who support the distillery, the restaurants, and the bars around, and they're very excited about what the distillery has is, is become at this point. You know, it, it's like you could tell there's like a whole vibe, right? Yeah. It's a culture. It's a... Um, it's really a state of mind. It's a, it's definitely a, a revenue stream uh, that a lot of people are involved in, whether it's primary jobs or secondary jobs. It's a, it's a great uh, avenue for people for their income source and to have a lot of fun. I find uh, that like when you go around with most distilleries, it, it, it's definitely the people. One thing that that all your workers that you have, they're proud of what they do. I mean, that's such. That pride that they all take, and I, I feel that you know you coming here and all the changes that happen, um, they're even more proud of what's mm-hmm. happening, you know, because of what what what's happened. And talk about a little bit about the changes that, you know, what you guys are going through as far as renovations and stuff and everything, then and the the overall pro- project. Yeah. So we're on an over a hundred and we're on a hundred twenty year old site. It's been on and off as a distillery and a processor and a rectifier for many, many years. And, um, you know, at one time there were over 30 distilleries in this county alone in Davis County, Kentucky. So um, right now there's only one that's actually distilling, producing spirits. So um, what we like to say, and it's actually right there on our bottle, we are the pride of Owensboro. We take a lot in that. Um, We don't take that lightly. So... Um, we're happy to be a representative of not only the state of Kentucky, but also this county and the city. And um, with our new ownership of Bardstown Bourbon Company and uh, PPC, uh, there's been an investment of over $25 million in this site and local sites uh, to improve the facilities, the efficiencies, uh, to hire the workforce needed, and um, really the infrastructure needed to make this a world-class facility. Yeah, that's... Uh when uh, we were, it's it, coming here. I, I just ever since you were here, I've been trying to get here, and I'm we're finally here. It's it's exciting. I mean, uh, but I I find you know we're walking around and it seems exciting because the history's just it, it's not been erased, but a lot of it is uh, you know the functionality of it. That's what you've been improving, and you you know you talk about as a head distiller, but now let's talk about what the whiskey stock was like when you and what what you're doing with that. Yeah, I think, you know, the whiskey stock was great uh, when the when the facility was purchased. Um, ever since they started distilling back in 2015, 2016, um, they were really onto something great with the mash bills, with the equipment, um, with the flavors that are able to be developed in our special brick houses. Um, the stock is great. We're finding that the five and six years is, is a phenomenal bourbon, and um, we're using that to our full advantage that we can. Um, moving into the future, we've been able to increase some efficiencies by a few processes and equipment changes. Um, like you said, it's kind of like the facility's kind of been dormant. It's almost like you're turning the volume down on a facility, and now we've cranked it back up and uh, bringing it back alive. Yeah, I mean, when we walked around earlier, you could see that there's a lot, a lot of barrels, a lot of uh, product that's been here. So pretty exciting. We got the, you know, we didn't get to film it, but we got to be fortunate enough to go out there and try a few barrels from the Rick House. And I think they were 2017. Is that what those barrels were? Yeah. And uh, 
wow. I mean, if you could just go out there and bottle everything that's there right now, I think it'd be people would be blown out of their. Well, yeah, the, well, just amazing. Oh, uh, the great thing is, is we did film it, so we'll insert it. I yeah, promise. Well, it'll it'll be there a little bit, yeah. But yeah. that's uh, but you know the the grounds getting here. I mean, we talked about it walking around. Just has a very old feel, but new in some ways. You know, some of the things being updated, but I think it's uh, just an awesome location and it's kind of hidden away because it's not right on the normal path for people that are in louisville lexington you know um this this takes a little bit of a drive to get over here but well worth it yeah we agree well but go ahead i was looking some of the pictures of i mean this some of the buildings were just in absolute ruins and shambles yes but now i mean they are a full force working distillery now, and I mean, you, y'all have done an amazing job with it, yeah. and uh, and I mean, it's just continuing towards the future, and it looks like y'all y'all got some great plans for it. Yeah, it's looking yeah. good, coming along great. If anything, the foot's get the pedal's going down even further into the floor. Well, yeah. when we were on the podcast last time, which was a few months ago, we talked about how many barrels were coming out of here a day, and I think we were all kind of like. Wow. I, I don't think people, when they see Green River, uh, which they're seeing in Ohio more now, obviously, with these two bottles in front of us, and at the 30-something price point, they're selling extremely well. It's a great, great bourbon. It's a, it's, but I think that uh, when you realize how big this place is, I mean, how many barrels now are you up to a day? We're, we, we like to stay around that, say we're right around that 315 mark. We don't barrel on the weekend, so typically Mondays and Tuesdays are heavy. Wednesday, 30, Thursday, Friday is typically around 315, 320 barrels a day uh, that are filled. It's um, a lot of barrels. It's <laughs> a few. How many states are you distributing in now? 25 states. 25 states. And when uh, when they started back, how many states? Were Four. They? Four. Four. That, that's a great account. Yeah. For, for the most part, we're. I don't want to say that we're. Uh, we're moving in on you know Barstown Bourbon Company territory, but we are we are an extra folder for them to pull out, you know, an extra arrow in the quiver for our sales force uh, to sell not only the great brands that BBC, BBC puts out, but also with uh, the Green River uh, portfolio. And, and that's the still that you're working on is no joke. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's a beast in its own right. Yeah. yeah. Did you say 54 inch? 54 inch column, 40 yeah. foot. 41 feet tall. Yeah. Which, relate that to most places, what, are 32 to 36? Yeah. So, um, just for instance, at Bardstown Bourbon Company right now, they run two 36-inch columns. Yeah. And the new one that they're adding that will come online sometime next year will be a 42-inch column. Um, at Barton Distillery, that's a 72-inch column. One. Yeah. Um, I believe Heaven Hill at Bernheim has three 72-inch columns that they run. Uh, Lux Rose is a 36-inch column, so it's yeah. pretty common. Uh, it's not common to have a 54-inch. No, yeah. For sure, for yeah. sure. So, let's talk about the gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, the powerhouse, our bourbon came out, the black label came out, uh, I want to say it was uh, February of 22. Uh, it's been out, and um, it's had great, great response. It's been received great by a lot of uh, not only critics, but, you know, the people we want are the people that are buying every day are, you know, the restaurateurs, the bartenders uh, that are 
really showcasing it really well. Um, it's got a really nice spice forward flavor, got a sweet on the palate, it's got a great lingering finish, uh, beautiful color, and um, great presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll play a little bit later, but we've got a, a little design uh, you know, benefit that popped in was that you can slide a quarter or a coin right underneath the label, right underneath the bottle there. So we've got a game set up downstairs called Shoot the Shoe. We'll play with it later. But, uh, uh, you know, that was the, the initial release. And um, this year we uh, set out to uh, have our second release, which is the Weeded Bourbon. Uh, same same mash bill, 70-21-9, but it's a Weeded 21% uh, Weed. Um, wonderful citrus fruit flavored sweetness uh, with some of that caramel kicking in uh, it's very it's I compared to kind of a almost a pie a peach pie taste it's, it's great so question maybe something stupid but you know the the black label was around for several years like you said it's been around what constituted whether it went into one of the tubes or not because you would see it out and it would be in a green tube and then you would go to another place and it wouldn't be in a tube was it just randomness that it, was it timing did it go for so many months they put them in those and then they didn't I want to say maybe it was an issue of ordering a full container of those like a shipping <laughs> yeah. container and uh, getting through them actually probably yeah because there, there, there's so many still that they're almost a giveaway so yeah there's a lot of them and, and I have I bought one at a place in Kentucky and it came in that tube but then when I bought another one in another place in Kentucky it didn't come in the tube so just, just it's, almost, it's also shelf space. It's almost one and a half bottles wide, so yeah, uh, it's not really something ideal for the shelf. All right, awesome. Well, you want to start off with this yeah. one? Yeah, let's do the uh, weeded offering first. Thank you. Mm -hmm. oh, Thank you. Oh, you can get that one to yourself. <laughs> That's a weeded one too. <laughs> so, if anybody didn't notice, the uh, the pores were. Very fair until you got to Nash's. Yeah. Nash. And you do realize you gave that pour to the person who's going to be driving us. Well, <laughs> he's going to get the smaller one next time. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, it balances out that way. Oh, wow. And again, and again I, I hate giving my notes uh, because I don't want to influence anybody's flavor profile. And, you know, and I like to say if I give my notes, they're my notes. You know, Not everybody tastes the same thing. Uh, not everybody eats the same foods and drinks the same drinks every day, so they don't taste everything. I mean, get this sweet, light peach, real light peach right off the nose. That's a fruit. Yeah, peach is a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't get radish. Good call there. I'll go more <laughs> apricot. Oh, go stone fruit. No. Go <laughs> <laughs> stone fruit. No stone fruit. I'm gonna pick a fruit nobody's heard of, and that way I can't be wrong. Star fruit. People heard of star fruit. Sure. Sherry get hers? Yeah. Oh, yep, Sherry, yours is on the end. Sorry. This one? Yep. yep. We're just sitting around. What what happened on the thief? Why is this thief naked over there? <laughs> We're letting it drain onto the road. What happened to the case? Okay. I took I took it out just for aesthetic. Uh, yeah. Purposes, so it got be me. Thief out Yeah, when you go to the Rick House and you bring you your own that. thief, that'd be like the first time ever thief out of a Glencairn. My luck is shattered. <laughs> like the discs. <laughs> I'm not, I can't. I can. And then he laughs. It's like, what the hell? How did that happen? It's a, it's a Monday. 
Is it? I don't even know what day it is after this, this. This is it's like Bourbon Fest week, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't. We've been down here yesterday. I was like thinking today was going to be Sunday. I'm talking to Randy about the Packer game, and he's like, "I'm going there at noon." I'm like, "Why? Why are you going there on the Wisconsin game?" And he's like, "No, it's Sunday." <laughs> I'm like, "I don't. I'm on vacation." Yeah. So what's the? Did you? I don't think you said it, but what was the mash bill of this again? It's a seventy percent corn, twenty one percent. Wheat and then and wheat, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then the other one, I was just getting a flavor. And what proof was this? This is 90 proof. 90 proof. And I think pretty much everywhere this is, it's about $32.99, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty close. It's a, it's that 90 proof, it's got a nice mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. It's get, it gives you the full flavor body, and then it's really drinkable in the refreshingness yes. of it. Mm-hmm. Non chill filtered, so you're getting. You're getting great mouthfeel, great texture from the uh, natural rolls that are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I came up with it. Oh boy, here we go. New fruit? No. <clears throat> I'm picking up that wheat. I'm like, it's a, 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 a hot roll at a steakhouse with a sweet, honey sweetened butter. Okay, I like that. Well, Texas Roadhouse? That's what I'm getting. That that's We're just going to put that up as he's hungry. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Oh, she thought you kind of agree yeah. with apricot. Well, yeah, I, I got that a little. Well, bit. It has that soft fruit flavor at the beginning, it is, but yes. it finishes That's a little peppery it's real to me. Real it's a little, little spicy, but I don't know if it's pepper. But it's got a little bit of spice at the very end on the yeah. back. I would say that it almost goes spicy, but then it goes and it gives you a really. Warm yeah. Kentucky hug. Yeah. It, yeah. And I can't say that it's pepper, but it does kind of like that. But the sweet, that fruit sweetness at the front is very much there. With definitely Again. an apricot, dried ap- a dried apricot finish. And I would say this one definitely opens up. As you keep going. As you, well, just let it sit for a little bit. I think it opens up really well. Mm-hmm. So we talked about a little bit outside, but we weren't on the uh, the podcast and, and live future plans what's uh, what's the next step for you from these two bottles in the next six months to a year what do you what do you foresee going to unofficially we'll have at least one release next year that, um, I think we'll a lot of really big bourbon fans are going to enjoy um, especially those connoisseurs and um, it's going to please a lot of our audience uh, can't really release those just yet but Sure. I think if anybody follows across any kind of the uh, uh, TTB forums, you'll see them, the yeah, colas that have been submitted. So um, it's not too hard to look up and find those. Um, really excited about those. Uh, a couple of those blends have been started, and um, a couple of the barrels have been tested and kind of looked over. So we're, we're really excited to release anything out of our distillery, but... Right. Some really nice things are coming up next year. Well, I think that's the thing people for people to know that you know these two bottles are out there, but there's more coming. Yeah, it's not going to be like, hey, we're just going to keep making this for the next ten years, and <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. you've got you have plans to do. And and people that don't know your background, you started out where? So started out at uh, Barton seventeen ninety two Distillery. Um, it's been almost almost ten years ago, and um, <clears throat> I wouldn't trade it for anything. 
Uh, sure. It's the best, one of the best experiences I've ever had. It's the too. best smell in Bardstown, I'm telling you that right it, it now. It is the Bardstown smell. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you wake up, we, we stayed at a bed and breakfast downtown a few months ago. And woke up in the morning, walked out the door, and it was uh, the best. Cook. Yeah, well, last it's, year's Bourbon Festival, too, it was blowing just, over, too. It's amazing. It's, it's that dry house. And you can't say yeah. it's Seven Hill because they don't have a distillery. So it's, it definitely is. <laughs> it's Bartstown. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, uh, you know, I worked over some great distillers. I worked with uh, Ken Pierce, and uh, who was at um, was Six Mile Creek. Now I think it's going to be Heaven's Door, if I understand that right. Okay. And then... Um, Got to work with John Hargrove, who was at BBC, now starting Whiskey House. Uh, got to work with the great uh, uh, Jim Hunger, who is now going to be operations director with Whiskey House there in uh, E-Town. So um, I've worked with a lot of great guys. John Ramsey's a great guy. Hell, Greg Lehman was a great guy to work for. So um, I've been able to pick up a lot of stuff that maybe some people take advantage of, but uh, I've always been one to keep my mouth shut and my ears open, and uh, it's served me really well. Yeah. And already the efficiency here for Green River has picked up significantly. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. And yeah. just with it, within a year's time, that's a great accomplishment. Yeah. Well, I, you uh, got, I, yeah. I, I would have to say going to uh, Watershed, too, that that was a challenge in itself. And I, I felt that you rose to that challenge and uh, did a great great job there but you have you have to admit that's where you you learned a lot there didn't you i did i learned the craft the craft trade and um really got to apply the uh, the bulk spirits to that trade and to see it to see myself humbled really quick really and um it, i wouldn't trade that experience for anything if if i left anything there to those guys and that equipment is and the bear is the bourbon is, is any kind of experience and uh you know a little bit of uh a little bit of trade secret maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. And then, so what's next? <laughs> so here at uh, here at Green River, um, like I said, there's been huge investments into the facilities. Um, like everyone, we're hurting for space. Um, so it's it's hard to convince a city to expand uh, bourbon warehousing. <laughs> so we have uh, partnered with our local county, Hancock County, and we've purchased. Uh, an 80-acre site. We plan to build eight 58,800 barrel warehouses on, as well as uh, we're re- retrofitting a 70,000-square-foot warehouse into a palletized storage warehouse as well. So um, all in all, it should hold, uh, the new site will hold around 500,000 barrels. So um, that'll be more than enough barrels to uh, foresee us through the, you know, the next 10, 20 years, however we need to do that. Um, with any luck, the, our, our brand will continue blowing up and We'll need more storage. Awesome. That sounds good. How many rick houses do you have on this property now, and and how many barrels do they hold? So there and are these s- are the old brick. These brick. are the these are brick warehouses. Each one are four stories. Um, actually, G I think has five stories, uh, but uh, there are six warehouses. Each is about twenty thousand barrels. Twenty thousand. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so around one hundred twenty thousand barrels on site here. Uh, at our sister site, Hancock, or excuse me, uh, Ohio County, there are 19 uh, palletized warehouses there that each hold roughly 20,000 barrels. So our stocks are really good. Uh, the brand is phenomenal. Uh, we're going to continue uh, pushing uh, not only for our own brands, but our clients as well. So somebody that comes in to Owensboro that just wants to come down here, um, they can come in and do a tour, a tasting, 
Yeah, uh, we have a bar. A, yep. Tell us a little more of that. So. Multiple bars. Um, one, one behind us is our main horseshoe bar. Uh, we do uh, cocktail classes up here. Um, we also do just sit and sips where guests can come in, have a drink, chat about the history of the facility, uh, chat about the offerings we provide and all the, uh, the great history we have, uh, as well as the tours we provide. I believe they're Tuesday through Saturdays um, up until about 4 o'clock, I believe. Yep. Uh, also, we do have our single barrel program. Uh, they we do probably two or three a week uh, for our uh, mainly our, our distributors and uh, VIP clients we have uh, that we have set up, and they they've been set up for um, years in advance. Most of these people, so uh, they've been waiting for their chance to get a single barrel. And so far, that that program has been received very well. Yeah, I think when we came in, we started at the uh, the place that probably hit. Jeff the best because he's he relates to the art and the the print shop but you know I think that anybody I know that's not on the tour yet but you talked about the, trying to get it to that point but mm-hmm. when you come into a place like this and there's that much history still left that the print shop that was here from however 100 years ago 40s 50s yeah, yeah 80 years ago whatever it may be that's pretty amazing too that some of that yeah. stuff is still down there the 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 things to, to do that are there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, that's something that a lot, a lot of people like to see on a tour is, is the history of the place. Yep. Because distilling has been around for so long, and it just it's just an interesting. It just adds to the part of the bourbon and the whiskey itself. Sherry, you're here. Well, and like people don't maybe realize that some, you know back when they were printing their labels, they they. They wanted to keep it in-house. They yeah. wanted to be able to do that instead of having to subcontract, subcontract everything. Yeah. Well, if yeah. you're, you're, plus also, if you're talking about the 40s or the you know 30s, 40s, um, a lot of the places uh, where, where it was just, it was easier to do it on-premise and have the shop because they needed it, opposed mm-hmm. to, because the other print shops... There would you'd be in line, and that's just yeah. the wasn't conducive to yeah. Yeah. have it on demand here. Yeah. And we talked about like brands. So in that print shop, I saw things like uh, I think there was Old Crow on a print. Uh, there was Five Brothers, Medley, Medley. There was several brands that have come through here. I would say over the years, and we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, um, a lot of Canadian whiskeys were made here. A lot of a lot of uh, ready-made vodkas and tequilas were produced here. Um, yeah, I think I saw uh, Skull. Yes, yeah. Skull's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. The Ezra history. Brooks, yeah. I think a few people may have heard of Ezra Brooks and Davis yeah. County Distilling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and once again, we talked about the labels. <laughs> that's the one thing that stays consistent throughout. But it, it's And it's funny because some eventually can come home, which is very unique, you know, where uh, they're someplace else and then something happens and they end up back where they started. I mean, that's that's a cool thing about the history. But uh, so talk about uh, being back like, you know, you're part of, Bar- you know, Bardstown Bourbon Company, the, the, the ability to do what you're doing and the backing that they give you and. Uh, also, all the different uh, directions in, in the help that you've had. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, it's a it's a phenomenal company to work with, to be a part of. Um, uh, I think, um, you know, I think I've tried to come on board with the company a couple different times, and for whatever reason, the you know the stars didn't just align uh, just quite right yet. 
and um, you know you like to think that you've you know all the uh, the signs all everything comes when it needs to and it, everything comes in its own time and I think this is one of those positions that's come in its own time and um, you know I don't, I don't know if I've ever had you know the uh, the depth and experience and knowledge that comes with working like a group that run uh, Barson Bourbon Company the great uh, you know greatness great you know distillery operators and great uh, distillery managers like um, for instance Johnny Caldwell who's one of our directors uh, who was a long time uh, Beam and Barton uh, manager uh, you've got Justin Willett who's our vice president of operations who gives his team uh, the ability to lead their own team and trusts all of his managers to make the best decisions and he supports us you know he does a great job with that and uh, you know he's very admirable in that um, my um, direct uh, supervisor here, our site director, David Carroll, is a long time uh, Glenmore dis- uh, distillery uh, manager. Has uh, offered great experience and uh, you know great counsel for me. Not only being a you know I didn't my manager here, but uh, yeah, there, there's there's getting lucky and there's you know hitting the Powerball. You know I, I think I kind of hit the Powerball with working with this group. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, having that backing, I mean, there, you know, there, I, we've been at distilleries, craft distilleries, big, and and that backing is very important, especially like what if something goes wrong currently, you know, your 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 production and what and producing is very important, you know, what what how you run those stills and how everything's going, but everybody knows it's the real world problems of a distillery. Uh, there, it's hydraulics. It's you know, it's moving mash. It's you know, through it's everything. And you know, you would, this facility need was in need of somebody who really could upgrade it where upgrades are needed or fix what needs to be fixed. And a lot of times, you know, when you're when the bottom dollar isn't quite happening or you're at that turn point, those fixes are um, you have to fix them. But you don't fix them exactly how you should, and it seems like you've got that support to do. They're like, whatever needs to be done, we're going to do it. Yeah, I think that one of the first directions I received was find the breaking point, find how far we can push, you know, the current setup, and then we will work through the growing pains to make it better, to yeah. make it more efficient. And right now, we are working through some growing pains, um, but uh, it's for the better, and you know, we can definitely see the uh, light at the end for sure. That's yeah. got to be a great feeling. It is. You know that you got back in like that and can be able to do that and work through it and, and see the light. Yeah. Yeah, because I would say that most, uh, you know, the distillery world is probably a little different right now because business is so good that everybody is, like Jeff said out when we were walking, is that they're putting money into their facilities and they're doing. But a lot of industries, they're always looking to cut. You know, they're always, yeah. how, can, how can we save? How can we do this? Yeah. But, it's nice to work somewhere where you're not doing that, you know. Yeah, and it's not to say that we throw money left and right, but everything is comes in in the right time and strategic. Sure. If it um, if it makes long term sense, we do it. Efficiency yeah. is yeah. money. Yes, and, well, I think and that, that's the key word. Strategic. 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 You gonna strategy. say st- st- <laughs> strategic? Strategic. Who said that? Is that Bush that said that's that? Probably. I think George oh, yeah. Bush said strategic. Strategic. <laughs> Yeah. There we go. There you go. <laughs> oh boy, we've we've made up all kinds of good words today. Yeah. yeah. Hey, in which you R- say, rural, 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 r
Uh, well, I don't even remember what that word was. But anyways, um, I think that's uh, honestly, after knowing you for a couple years now, and I really feel that's your strong point. Uh, you understand the workings of, the, you know, there's a lot of master distillers that so code out there, but they don't, they have maintenance people do a lot of that. I'm not saying you're directly in there, all that you, you have your maintenance people, but you're right there solving the problem with them because you understand that and that's how you've come up. That's your, you know, what would you say, uh, you know, upbringing uh, yeah. in the industry. You've yeah. helped yeah. fix a lot of problems at other distilleries. Yeah, well, and if, if you're not there alongside the guys that are actually doing the work, uh, you know, it's. I don't want to do a lot of um, armchair managing. Right. I mean, it's not me. And um, unfortunately, the more positions you have or the more titles you consume, it's it's one of those things that kind of pushes you back in the chair a little bit more sometimes. But um, fortunately, I'm in a position where I can get I can get out onto the floor inside the still house as much as I need to. And um, you know, at the same time, I trust my team wholeheartedly to uh, make the right decisions to get us up and going as quickly as possible well the, you, uh, that's one thing that i've always noticed about a distillery because it's so similar to you guys are producing a product and it's a manufacturing plant uh not only do you produce it but you package it yeah. i mean it's all all inclusive and there's a lot of uh similarities but as you get bigger as you know the bigger it is uh, when you're at a small craft distillery, there's a lot of control. You can control a lot of stuff. As you get bigger, you need your staff to help you out because there's a point that you can't do everything. Yeah. You wish you could. Yeah. I know that if you, but you need the other people. I, I always found that when we added it, just at a little art studio, we added a third shift. There's no way the third shift ran as efficient as the first shift where I was a part of, plus I was running it. You know, some, and like, but I guess for a while you were because you were you slept here, so if the third shift wasn't working, well, you were right, you were right there to help them out, right? Yeah, for a, for a while getting started in, in the business and getting started here, yeah, uh, there were some long days. Um, but like I say, that that's the time when you know you really test your own grid and your team gets to see your own grid, you know, firsthand. That's the, the the buy-in factor of people when you're involved in everything not just from a vocal standpoint but your hands and and uh, you're in it is huge and in a environment like this where everybody is actually working to help you get to where you want to get it's that's what i think a lot of businesses miss is they do a lot of armchair quarterbacking and the people don't buy in the same whereas if you get down in the trenches with them they'll do whatever you want to do absolutely yeah so yeah, it helps so tell us about this weeded no, no, not that we drank bourbon. Fruited was first with no. twenty. Yeah, it was stout, I guess. No, we drank the bourbon first. This is the weeded. What? No, no, we drank weeded first. Did we? we? Drank weeded. Yeah. yeah. yeah we no, it first. was seventy twenty-one yeah. weeded. All right. Yeah. Now this one is twenty-one rye. Right. Seventy-five, right? No. Yeah. Seventy was seventy twenty-one nine. Seventy twenty-one nine. Yeah. There you go. So tell us about the. Main product. This is the black label. So we call it, you know, we quit call the uh, black label bourbon that we have. So, like I said, this one came out in 22, and um, it was the flagship, the first initial release. Um, they did a phenomenal job launching it, and uh, 
I think my number one goal is to not screw it up. So if we just if we just keep uh, keep you're, on you're par with that, job of not with that. Up. <laughs> keep well, that blend on point. So going from the craft distillery where you where you're producing stuff and you're using your palate and you're putting out single barrels, but you're also put. Was it hard to switch the profile? You know what I mean. Understanding this profile opposed to that, where I mean, the, you're and it's such the batches are so much bigger, right? Than what you. So is that a hard thing to do to train your palate for the profile for what you're shooting for? Yeah, I think I think um, I think when you I think your process is probably really closely the same. It's when your juice changes drastically, uh, you know, one way or the other. Um, you have a whole different, you know, palette opening up with suburbans, especially ours, uh, that you almost do have to retrain your senses and retrain how you're, you know, going about, you know, different proofs, especially and uh, whether it's the weeded recipe or the rye. Um, yeah, I think I think you definitely have to, um, you know, kind of change up your your uh, approach for sure. So I know at Bardstown Bourbon Company, they're very. The, it's a very modern approach to everything because they're using computers and they can do perfect uh, when they're doing a cook and the, or when they're dealing with the temperature of the yeast. Everything's everything's going off at perfect temperatures and everything, and you can control so much. Now, do you have that kind of control here? Has that been brought down as far as being able to control the bat? You know, when you're distilling. Um. We have control. We have pretty good, pretty decent automation for for what we are. I would call, I would say that uh, <laughs> we are like a Casio uh, calculator watch uh, compared to their system. That's you know that's a supercomputer. So there are different <laughs> levels of automation. They are at the pinnacle uh, when it comes to automation with uh, the ignition software that's that's installed there on that system. Um, we are going to look to install that system hopefully in the next couple of years. Okay. Um, and that is, you know, uh, that's managing our uh, raw materials usage, and it's also managing uh, the controls out on the floor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. I do have a question. And as we're walking around here, there's been two, uh, like over here on the wall, the whiskey without a headache, and the other one is the whiskey without regrets. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. So pre excuse me, pre-prohibition. The uh, tagline was uh, Green River whiskey, the whiskey without a headache. You know, they they uh, proclaimed it was you know so good that you woke up without a headache, and I guess enough people believed that and it worked uh, that they ran with it. Now, post-prohibition, you couldn't uh, claim that any whiskey was medicinal in any way, so. Yeah. Then the label was changed to the whiskey without regrets. Um, So if you see any bottles that say um, the whiskey without a headache, get them. I'll buy them. (laughs) Send them to me. Uh, We have several of here on the shelf on display, and they're definitely a rarity. Uh, And super cool to see the – I don't know if you really see it with any other labels or brands, but you definitely see the the history change and the, uh, the way the culture changed. Pre and post prohibition, there are labels. Brad at Revival probably could take care He'd of. He'd probably be the guy yeah. to find it. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 in front of a lot of uh, vintage spirits. So yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm working on it. I I do 
try and find some some old yeah, stuff. Yeah, try to find and, them oldies, yeah. dusties. Uh, All right, so, so what's but, what's our last one to try here? So we did uh, we launched our single barrel program this this year uh, with foolproof uh, bourbons uh, at uh, 119 proof. Uh, one of the first ones we released it was a, a distillery series. Uh, it's our head distillers pick one. Um, I had my choice of a few barrels that were selected, and uh, this is the one I selected. Um, not only is it smooth, it's so flavorful, so balanced. It's it's kind it's our it's a standard mash bill for us that is you know kind of times ten uh, and. Uh, I'm happy to say it sold out at the distillery within an hour and a half, and uh, um, it, you know the onwards and upwards. And I hope you guys like it. Well, cheers. The, the nose is amazing to start, so it's it's <laughs> close enough. <laughs> yeah, that nose is amazing. So also, like you're you're gonna you guys are gonna be at Kentucky Bourbon Festival. So yes. anybody stop by, and then you're coming down for the the nighttime event, right? Yep. Bourbon in the air. Yep. And I'll be down Thursday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll be there. So, um, awesome. you know, happy to see and talk Green River and anything bourbon for the guests. Citrus. No, there's. I can taste. Now this one is a little bit more like. Have we done that, that already yeah. today. No, like, this one's okay. like. Like a little leather. Citrus. There's a little bit of leather. There's maybe a little bit of sweet tobacco. That's more of that yeah. classic. This is me. This is my. This is what I want in my. Yeah, yeah. this is the king's like chamber. This reminds me of the what's, first now, barrel the we proof of tapped that? into out there. One nineteen, similar. One nineteen, yeah. Similar to that first barrel we tapped. <laughs> yeah. Look what it does in the glass. Look at that. Goes empty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got legs. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Full. Yeah. yeah All the way down. That's a lazy drink. Yeah. That's the campfire <laughs> with a cigar. You should call this cigar. Uh-oh. No, you can't do that. I almost took the whole pot. I'm just going to not move. Don't touch anything. Uh, it's well, still I'm going to take it. <laughs> almost to you, Wait, no, no. That's hers. <laughs> she asked for some. Did you should oh. see, as you took the whiskey, her lies was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing. Okay. Oh my God! I didn't know that's why you said it there. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I thought he said it there because he dropped the dropped the electronics. No, I'm just the electronics <laughs> are just they're doing fine. We I could it could have all died. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, anything else you want to add? Well, I'd, I'd like to know your you know honest opinions. Is there a favorite amongst the three right now? Yeah, that. It's like, Absolutely, that. yeah. I have I have this nice warm hug. I'm like my graham cracker. There it was. I got graham cracker at the end on the finish. But you're talking I, I about agree these, with that graham yeah. cracker. This this big giant mouthful and exactly like what you said. It's got that barrel. It's just fantastic. Okay. Uh, those are good. I'm not going to say that. But you asked if I have a favorite. Yeah. There was no question. <laughs> yeah, good. I, I have What's to agree. What's your favorite of the two that people can buy? I don't know. Those That's are, a great I, question. No, That's tough because yeah. I don't know that one is like. Oh yeah, way better, better than the other. To other, me, I think they yeah. both drink. They're well. both good, but the weeded, the weeded has. That. I would, I would 
lean I mean, more towards the weeded if it were me picking, but I like it, them it, both. What, yeah. Who else is it going to be picking ass? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's you drinking it. It's you picking. He's like, if it was me picking, like who else? Is well, uh, he's thinking well, about if it. I was picking for her, uh, I would pick the weed. And she doesn't. Yeah. And yeah. since when do you ever pick for her? Uh, never. Exactly. Never. <laughs> I, I think it's like we said on the podcast. You know, last all of a sudden, you should stop talking. <laughs> but, on, but when we talked on the podcast last yeah. time, for the price point these are, if you don't have them, you should have them. It's yes, not absolutely. There's there's so many things out there for sure. You can go buy so many different things, but these are. Very drinkable. Uh, I can't see too many people drinking that and being like, oh, that's not my jam. They're both pretty dead on good. So to drink them and have a, a nice 30-some dollar bottle in your in your bar, I, I don't it, know how you go wrong. Whether you're yeah. a rye person or a wheat person, yeah. this is the bottle that you need to have in your in your bar. Yeah, I think the approachability is there for both. Yes. Yeah. Plus, Absolutely. you got that bottle with the horseshoe and the whole coin game. I mean, yeah. it's just like you you included quarters <laughs> right with the bottle. Yeah, I mean, it's, talk about the, that's a it's yeah. like quarters and bloody knuckles together. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's just included. <laughs> I mean, and bloody then, knuckles. And, holy and then I still I still have my coin. You, you he he needs a coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah I lost can, my coin within yeah. two hours. We of were able to yeah, pick up one last year when. Uh, I'm sure they're the ways at the distillery or at the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe your listeners don't know what you're talking about with the coin. CT, if you show everybody the bottom of the bottle. Okay, so the don't bottom of the bottle is. Without spilling it. I mean, it's it's yeah. basically plug, plug, a, a horseshoe. Plug, plug, no, plug the top of it. Yeah, the, I, I got it. <laughs> I got it. We did it okay. before. If you can't, <laughs> if you here. <laughs> uh, there's a horseshoe design and there's a opening a in the front of the bottle so when it sits flat you can slide the quarter slide under the quarter. so it'd probably be similar to when we were kids and we played football on the on the yeah. cafeteria table with yeah. paper football or basketball we play with a quarter yeah or um, now we're doing it with alcohol or, which just shows the evolution of or, all of us or a plastic it hey people are tired of playing uh quarters tabletop pong with the beer, <laughs> yeah. So now they're moved on from beer. This is a way they can drink bourbon. You can tell how old I am. I play with quarters. They play there you go. We call it. There you go. That's a great we call analogy right there. It's like air shoot hockey, the shoe, but with the show. Shoot the show. I, I made up another and word. If you, make, if you make it, and you make it, you get to drink a shot, right? Yeah. Or drink a sip. Don't make it, whichever one. Yeah. Well, drink a sip. Drink a sip because you don't you don't want to drink a shot. Either way, just drink a sip Either way. and enjoy it. But well, you just got to get further and further away. But yeah, great, great stuff, Aaron. Yeah. It's going in the right direction, yes. and I'm I'm yeah. excited to come back next yeah. time and see where the progression is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be amazing. Can't that, wait. For sure. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks again for having well, us. Yes. And, uh, and uh, Thank you. sharing with everybody what you got going on here. I'm happy to. All right. So we took up a whole, your whole afternoon, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But you did say, <laughs> you did say that you were going to put aside the whole afternoon, right? And I did. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did. Now you're on the wife's timeline. Uh-oh. Oh.
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's finish this one, huh? We gotta get done and get cleaned right, up. Everybody, www. He's not gonna be allowed to see us again. Scotchybourbonboys.com for all your Scotchy Bourbon Boys and stuff. Swag and, then, and swagger and stuff like that. T-shirts, Glen Karens. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Check that out. And, uh, you know, we had a great time here. But remember, everybody, drink responsibly and don't drink and drive. And also, remember... Good bourbon equals good friends and good times, and that's what we've had here. And get down here to Green River Distilling for uh, tours, tastings, and to the gift shop. And if you got some cool stuff down there, too. And if you can't make it down here this weekend, Aaron will be at Bardstown. So come to Bardstown for the bourbon festival and... uh, Get a quarter, so get one of the coins, so you can play the the game with your bottle. And yeah. while you're doing that, live dangerously. Yeah. yeah. All right. Absolutely. I will, I will little, make, I will make little... one more plug. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Today is 9/11. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank your heroes, and thank our yes. fallen heroes, and absolutely uh, thank all the heroes. And remember, we appreciate everything they do out there. Yes. 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 Remember very much. All right, everybody. Yes. All right, little Steve-O's gonna take us out. Oh. He will if I turn it up. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die. Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece of the Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts.